1: Let's get this season resumed, shall we? Back from the all-star break, Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. And, uh, well, let's get right to the point. Kevin, what do the Jays have to offer for Shohei Ohtani?
2: Absolutely not. No, nothing. I'm just
1: kidding. That's all anybody's going to be talking about. For Absolutely the next, nothing. Uh, up to the trade deadline for the next couple of weeks of Shohei Ohtani. That's all anybody's going to be talking
2: Boba about. Shed, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and... Ricky Tatum. That's an overpay. Um, you ask. Yeah. That's what they'd be asking for. Really? Well, oh, yeah. What, what would it hurt to ask?
1: I'm just looking at uh, hmm. the uh, package that the Los Angeles Angels might put together for him. It's not that good. Um. Anyhow. And plenty of time to worry about that. Mm. Of course, there's a chance that Shohei Ohtani doesn't get traded either. That's not what it's all going to be. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, basically, that's all baseball is going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks. But Mm. our focus right now, and we'll have Jeff passing on at 630. He was at the All-Star Game, and maybe he can give us some of the latest rumblings uh, surrounding Shohei Ohtani. Uh, our immediate focus is the first of a three game series tonight at the Rogers Center between the Jays and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Gabriel Moreno return. They're both in the lineup. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is DHing and hitting in the five spot, and uh, Gabriel Moreno's behind the plate and uh, catching. No surprises for the Blue Jays in their starting lineup. George Springer's back off paternity leave. Springer leading off. Bichette hitting second. Belt third mm. Guerrero at first Chapman at third uh, Whit Merrifield at second Dalton Varshow in left Danny Jansen behind the plate Kevin Kiermeyer in center field Jose Barrios gets the start for the Blue Jays it is a 707 first pitch right here on Sportsnet 590 the fan of Sportsnet Saturday Zach Allen against Kevin Gossman a couple of all-stars hooking up Sunday it's Tommy Henry against you say Kikuchi so, Mr. Barker, first of all, I trust that you had a uh, a good break.
2: Yeah, it was nice. Uh, I trust. Me. I'm tanned. You are. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah. I was some. Thanks for noticing.
1: Well, you also looks to me like you oiled your arms a bit there, but that's. Uh, so what? Little, you do what you
2: have to. Little coconut oil happening. Uh. No, that's
1: all right. Jealous. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not jealous uh, at all. There is some news to get to right away. Jin Ryu is with the Blue Jays. He will be making a couple of rehab starts in Buffalo before he rejoins the team. Chad Green uh, has pitched batting practice. Uh, he will now, I guess, his next step would be uh, getting into games. Ben Nicholson-Smith reporting that the Jays have some interest in Nelson Cruz. Uh, the Jays have got a 40-man roster crunch. They call it a 40-man roster crunch. I guess that, guess that only matters if everybody in that roster is good. Um, but uh, I, I, basically there are a few folks in that roster right now that I wouldn't mind crunching out of town. But anyhow, uh, there are Nelson Cruz rumors according to uh, Ben. Nicole. I mean, why not? Everybody in the pool.
2: Um, so you want to be the hitting coach? I <laughs> lot about that. I mean I love cruise uh, <laughs> I played winter ball with him. Yeah, Shockingly. Every, everybody loves the boom stick. Uh, absolutely. But, well it used uh, to boom like two years ago. It ain't yeah, booming anymore. No, it's not can, really he, can he tell uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. how to lay off a slider down yeah, the way yeah. and, and set a guy up and he is, tell he, Dalton Varsho how to get an RBI at home?
1: He is he is a he free can agent. Do that. He is a free agent. And <laughs> uh, the Jays have had I mean every team has had interest in him at one point or another over the course well, absolutely. of the uh, that's the newsy items we have to get away uh, to get out of the way we mentioned that Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Gabriel Moreno returning to the Rogers Centre with the Diamondbacks Lourdes Gurriel Jr. at the in, at the All-Star game Kevin Lourdes Gurriel Jr. because I know a lot of people are going to be focusing in this trade yeah Lourdes Gurriel Jr. didn't exactly sprint into the All-Star game
2: Yeah he's a he's a long-limbed guy who occasionally because of that reason is going to have issues stringing together quality at bats and getting barrel to baseball when everything's in tune right the the lower half is you know adding direction to the upper half and the hands are staying close to the body and you know the barrel being directed to the baseball absolutely he's hammering things line to line when it's not and it's sort of all over the place because his arms are super long mm-hmm. and those things have to stay super close to your body and if they're not you start to see it go the way he doesn't want it to go. And, yeah, you, you got to make good pitches to him, right? He if he, You know, with the stride separation that he has he's driving down and through the baseball, you got to set him up. You can get him out if you make solid pitches. If you don't, you leave one over the middle of the plate, he's going to hammer that. And that's up to, you know, stay, keep doing what the Blue Jays are doing when it comes to the pitching side. They've been very good at home. They're like third in baseball in ERA at pitching at home. It's not the, they're not the reason why that they're only in third place in the wild card spot, right? It's it's the offense now at home in these four, next 40 games. Like they got 71 games left, 40 of those are at home. They are 25th in runs scored at home. They are 21st in hitting home runs at home. They're third like I mentioned in ERA at home. Those well, first two it, things I just mentioned have to get better. In,
1: in in general, the issue with this team has been the hitting. Absolutely. It, 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 uh, and especially at home, it really has. Yeah. Now you know, and of course, people are going to point to Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Returning. First of all, I'll still say this: I, given the de- the defense that Dalton Varsho has given me now, in the outfield, uh, I I still rather have Dalton Varsho in the outfield than Lourdes Gurriel. But you do Jr. need to see offensively. That's something me. Better from I need him. to see something from him offensively. Yeah. Uh, And I've said, I think this is a lineup that is incomplete. I think in trading Teoscar Hernandez and Lourdes Gurriel Jr., the Jays thought they would end up with something else other than Brandon Belt and Dalton Varsha. I don't really want to go down that that road again. And Gabriel Moreno, look, everybody loves prospects. But, uh, folks, I hate to tell you this, Gabriel Moreno um, probably isn't going to be your number one starter if he's with the Blue Jays. It would probably still be Danny Jansen and Alejandro Kirk. Now, having Moreno here might allow you to trade one of those one of those two. But um, you know, I can tell you that if Gabriel Moreno was still with the Blue Jays organization, he'd be playing some at third base. He'd be playing some in the outfield. He'd be playing some behind the plate because that was
2: yeah. You'd the still need, for you for him. Yeah, you'd still need more from Vlad. you would still need more from Chapman. You'd still need more from Dalton Bottom Barucho. line you'd is. Still, they're like, there's a lot of things you'd need more from, even if those two, yeah. two guys were Bottom right here. Bottom
1: line is it's nice that they're back. Give them a nice round of applause. Absolutely. They aren't taking you to the promised land. Well said. They didn't last year they're not taking you this year there so keep that in uh keep that in keep that in perspective uh the all-star game uh first of all uh well let's talk about the home run derby uh luis gonzalez uh senior advisor to the president and ceo of the diamondbacks mm-hmm. joined us at six o'clock he actually oh. won the home run derby the last time it was in seattle in 2001 uh vladdy wins the all-star derby course we always have this discussion does the all-star derby carry over you know there are there is that whole thing about dudes taking part in the all-star derby that it can it can affect their swing you know i looked at the uh, i looked at the last time vladdy was in the home run derby um <laughs> the last time he was in the home run derby his home runs per plate appearance decreased in the second half his batting average went up i i i mean it's it it's kind of six of one half dozen of the other. I, I said at the time, and I still believe it. I mean, I watched. It was just nice seeing Vladdy have fun. I, I, it was nice mm. to see a guy that sometimes we've seen we've seen him go back to the dugout. and
2: He's got three has homers has at home. All. You'd have fun if you had three homers at no, home? No, I wouldn't have
1: fun no. at home. But it was nice. It was just nice seeing him being able to let it turn it loose and let it eat.
2: Yeah, I guess. I mean, he's a million dollar richer. Like that. That. That for me is the only thing you're taking away from this, and hopefully he gives a little bit of that to John Snyder because you need that dude throwing it. Ask Pete Alonzo how important the pitch, the, the guy throwing it to you is. It's very important. You still know, like? You,
1: do you still like the Derby?
2: I do. I love. It. I. Yeah. I. I like it now that it's timed. Yes, that adds a whole different element to. It. Again, I like to say this, and I'll continue to say it, and I say it high high with a joke that I was one of the best five o'clock hitters in baseball. But it's true. I was, and I was geared up for it. And you added a clock to it, and try and take fifty swings ish in three minutes, it's and tiring. try and do that with a couple of million people watching. It's tired. It can't be the easiest thing, no. and then you have to be in tune with the dude standing on the mound, and you know you got to rapid fire that thing, you got to know when if you're you know if you're leading off like Vladdy was most of the time, you got to know when to use your timeout, and you got to know you know he took a couple of pitches like there's some thought that goes into. How do you get the, you know, the foot down, get it out in front? He was even thinking about throwing the ball up because Vladdy is a, you know, likes the ball up with the level swing. It's easier, you know, to get the ball in the air because of the level swing and not have to use so much of the lower half and create an uppercut because the ball's down. So there was some thought that went into it. And again, that that's all I'm taking away from that. It, again. Whenever I would hit a bunch of home runs, it would give me the feel of if I get it there, I got a better chance of hitting that thing a long way. But then you got a bunch of khakis on the other team who are trying to figure out how to get you out. And they're probably not going to throw it there. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, again, it's a, it was a lot of fun. It looked like John and his wife were having a lot of fun, which is the whole point in this. Is their strategy, you executed it? You know who else you got had, some more money? You know who else had, had a great fun. deal
1: of fun was Bo.
2: I get was that fun? I thought it was yeah, I
1: thought it was fun. I mean there were a lot of things well, about, I hate to there be, there be that guy, there, I hate to be that guy. There were a lot of things about the uh the the US telecast that uh yeah, I liked I liked having Bo. I like having Bo do that. I thought it was kind of I thought it was kind of fun.
2: Uh, I, I wish he would have loosened up a little. I mean, I know it's not his personality. it's not who he is. Yeah, it was so actually dry, looser. He was looser than I him. thought he'd be. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Uh, Jordan Romano,
1: according to John Schneider. Mm. This just a few minutes ago. Jordan Romano, of course, left the All-Star game with a stiff back. He threw today and, quote, is feeling better than we thought he would. It's unclear if he'll need another day or two on the sidelines. But uh, the Jays seem pleased with his recovery so far. Mm. Um, you know, which is good hearing that from John Schneider because the last person you ever want to ask about a dude's health is the player himself. So that's I like some, it that he took himself out of the game. That's the big monitor. deal. You know your body enough to know that you're although, more
2: important uh, now, to
1: your team than yeah. Although didn't Dusty Baker say it tightened
2: up in the bullpen? Like, I mean, it'd been tight for a while. I think I might have. I might have red flagged when, it. But when, when, anyhow, when he got on the mound, I mean, he was trying to. Was trying game. to be a gamer. He's yeah. you know, I mean, how many of those you get to go to?
1: And uh, anyhow, so, so that's where we are. Don't
2: read too with, much into uh, it I
1: with Jordan Romano. Well, we'll see. If he's not available for the first two games, you can read a lot into
2: it. Well, I mean, I was, I was told by somebody that would know that said they saw him throwing luggage into the luggage bin like it was nothing was going on and he was fine and dandy. And... Yeah, I'm
1: not certain that's a good thing. Throwing luggage? Yeah.
2: Yeah, when you take yourself out of a game and you're doing on the way home the next day, absolutely, mm. it's a good right. thing. Like, Any you're lot. not holding it like a 75 year old person who has to have help putting their luggage in the bin. Like, yeah. What well, else? Those are good What things. else was your takeaway from the, 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 the game? I, I, I liked the All Star game. Yeah, I, like, it was, you I, know, I, I was in and out of the All Star game, the home run derby, because of who was in it, who was throwing it. Like, you know, we, we had some interest in both of those people. Again, there was strategy. Uh, some of the guys that were hitting home runs, you didn't think it hit balls that far. You know, it was pretty cool. We saw a dude hit a l- ball lefty, and then you saw him turn around and hit a ball righty, which was pretty cool. I got to say this.
1: And we're going to, I the, know.
2: The uniforms we're are awful. a joke. <laughs> like, that is, if you sit down and went, how can we make this the ugliest uniform well, you know why they on, did it well for abs- money
1: absolutely sell but, extra jerseys they uh, won why, off why
2: why can't why can't you just have your team jersey? Been nice to see Diaz. Well I'll be the first to admit <laughs> had no idea who that I know. was. <laughs> Had to uh, look him up. Yeah, and and it the, would have been nice to see a Rockies. It's uniform the only thing on him standing out there, all happy. Well, when we go celebrate the Colorado Rockies this year, uh, yeah. not again this year not or next year, year or probably the year probably after the that, year after because that. of the division they play in. It would have been nice the dude that won the MVP that nobody had any idea who he was to be standing yeah, out there wearing his team. they got they've got to go back, went and trying to see if it, see the C on his hat. I yeah.
1: mean, really. <laughs> they got to go back to wearing their own jerseys it's, it's not like it's basketball or hockey where it's a game of flow and you're everybody's getting mixed up with who they, i mean you can tell they've got to go back to wearing wearing their uniforms that was the cool part of the cool thing about the all-star game was seeing the uniforms that was back in the day when you didn't you didn't always get a chance to see every team on tv but they it's never going to happen of course because uh I, I'm sure somebody's making a crap ton of money, and I'm sure there are folks out there who were buying the jersey. Why you'd buy it, I don't know, but I'm sure there are folks out there who are buying the jersey because it's you know the only time you're going to get to wear it. But yeah, it was Maybe uh, trying to
2: get it signed or something might be cool if you bought it. That might, yeah, that it, might be it, one of the it, reasons. It was
1: uh, like you know, it looked to me like some of the stuff you get some of those I, some of those uh, you know. The, those uh those outlet stores. Yeah, you know, the stuff that's the stuff that's got stuff misspelled or the strange Absolutely. yellow coloring that you don't see any place else on the planet. It's not
2: real good. The All-Star game was good enough. Like you could tune in and out of that if you wanted to. Yeah. I mean I didn't pay attention to all all night innings. I mean it's a decent game. Wasn't a great game. It wasn't ruining my day by watching it or not watching it. So I thought the home run derby, I think I think they've hit that out of the park. Huh. Yeah. I, I do I just think that the 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 clock Because it doesn't last now five hours, and you're, and you're holy moly, let's go, let's figure this out. I do find it interesting that you saw Vladdy and Rodriguez, Vladdy trying to tell him how to hit more homers. You see that? I'm wondering if I would have done that if I was in it. Now, it would have been a little different if, if Julio had had, say, 25, 28, 30 homers. You think Vladdy with an extra 36 was about to, hey, stay inside the ball, use your hands more. You'll go deeper. More often. You think he would have done that? Because I think he had like 15 or 16. And then he could start to read his lips after it was over. Like, sort of, we got a chance here. We're going. I can hit 20. I can hit 21 to win this thing and go to the next round. I just, I found that a little intriguing. I know they're buddies. And it's just, it's just, uh, if you put yourself in those positions, would you have done it? There's a little, once you start getting to those rounds and, like you got, yeah. you're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And let's be honest. I know these dudes making some money, 750, just to get in it. And a million, if you win it, a million's a million. I mean, I want to win that thing. I'm not sure I'd be telling dudes how to beat me. It's money. I like money. I, I know Julio's signed for a big time deal. and Vladdy's making yeah, I don't enough think either one of them. That, I don't think either one of them. But are gonna... still money's money. I mean, you ain't always going to be able to make a million dollars hitting the ball out of the park. Sooner or later, you're going to have to come on the radio. And start talking about it like everybody wants to do. So I just, I, that was one of the little parts that I, I was thinking to myself, well, if you're in that position, would you have done that? And then you start looking at how many Julio had, and then you start thinking, well, if he'd had 25, 26, 27, Vladdy had have been tough to hit because he got lucky to where that guy was a higher or a, a you know, Vladdy was a higher seed yeah. than Julio was, so he got to go second. So now you're starting to be able to toy with, now I know how many. Now I know where I need it. Now I can, you know, plan on how to get elevated fastballs because I have a level swing and it's hard to for me to put an uppercut in my swing consistently to hit the ball out to the pull side. So now that there's only 20 now, I know I have to hit 21. Well, I just thought that was intriguing and sort of interesting.
1: Yeah, the, the other aspect of the All-Star game I really liked was um, just the – you realize that there were guys who couldn't play in the game because of injury. There were guys who skipped the game for a variety of reasons, including, including Kevin Gossman. Um, But you, you saw the talent, like the, the, the amount of, the amount of young, fun talent in this game right now. You know, we haven't even talked about the Ellie L.A. Dela Cruzes, guys. Yeah, the amount of young, fun talent in this game right now is off the charts.
2: Yeah, how hard like, they throw, I, I, how they I can hit remember. velocity. Yeah,
1: look, I've special. covered baseball since '89. I can't remember another time where there were as many young players. That, you know, you're, you're you're watching TV and like, I got to see this guy's at bat, and I got to see this guy pitching. Yeah, I I just uh, and, and and the All Star
2: game just kind of kind of reinforced that. It reinforces. Seems like me. the younger guys want to win the All-Star game. They yeah, want to beat their yeah, buddy. You yeah. saw the home run derby. Like, there was a little play back and forth. Do this. Do that better. You'll hit more yeah, homers. You know what? But I still want to beat you. Kind of like, like the whole whole Randy trying to or Rosarena thing like in that as well. Like, bringing the you know? boots up. Like, yeah. yeah. And then Vladdy doing the little, you know, lean back after he beat him. And he was all fired up when he, when he wasn't hitting homers. Didn't look very good, right? When you got f- only four homers to no. hit with 30 seconds, you would think, Randy could do okay. that, so yeah, I like that part
1: I want to ask you this, because you hit a ton of home runs. What would it feel like to be in a home run derby and nothing's going out of the
0: park?
2: Mm.
1: Like, you're getting, you know, I keep thinking of poor Jason Bay in Tiger Stadium, just hitting balls that were landing on the warning track Jason after Bay warning. Jason Bay, home run, run
2: hitter?
1: No, he wasn't really. Yeah, I think that's... But, but yes, that's... that's that is part of the deal. I'm just wondering what goes through a hitter's By mind. Mike
2: Piazza, home run hitter, or just a very good hitter who hit homers? he was homers, a home run hitter. A very good hitter who hit homers. he was a slugger. A very good hitter who hit homers.
1: To me, What's the difference? To me, he was a slugger. To me, he was a dude who hit home runs.
2: See, I didn't look at him that way. I looked at no, him. He as also played at actually... Dodger. Now, to to your point,
1: playing at Dodger Stadium... I mean, I Maybe know he hit a lot of,
2: I know it. he hit some home runs, but I, he looked to me like a guy in batting practice that would, you know, let it travel, think line drive to right center. wasn't Perfect. trying to back leg city, everything. And you know, like a lot of power hitters do, right? You want to get the feel, you want to get the flow. You want to feel it coming off your bat. You want to get to your finish. Can't do it in batting practice. You can't do it in game that, that kind of thing. Those sort of guys, I didn't really feel like they were sort of that guy. You look at the guys that are hitting in the home run dirt. All them do are home run hitters. Adley Rushman, maybe not. He just yeah. a really, he's a good hitter who hits hard. He really is. Like, he's a good hitter from both sides of the plate who just I, hits the ball so that hard that the was, ball goes out of the yard.
1: What would you think when you saw him flip sides? I was jealous.
2: It looked the same. Yeah, it did, didn't it? It didn't look different. No. Which is hard to do. That's really hard to do. It's very hard. Chipper Johns, I talk to Chipper all the time about that. He said it's very hard. You want it to feel and look the same on both sides. It's impossible to do that. He tells me he's a Hall of Famer. He would know, yeah. and I wasn't a switch hitter. But it sure looked like when he flipped over to the right side, it, it was like, I got this, throw it right here, I'll hit a couple of homers, we'll get out of here. Like it, was, like it was just a thought process of, okay, I'm going to do this left-handed. It's shorter to right field. I can hit more home runs over there. And then when I start getting tired, I'll flip it around. Maybe he's got more power right-handed. Maybe he feels that way later when he gets tired. Got better mechanics right handed, he does left handed. I mean, I'm sure there's something to it, but that's the first thing I'd notice. uh, It looks identical. It's pretty cool. I'm with you. There's a ton of talent everywhere in baseball. And I think they've made baseball easier to watch, which is cool. It's like it's about time. I'm not like just with the shift, it was a bad look. They've eliminated that. The clock now is just cool. Like it's better. Just the 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 pace of play, the way it looks, the optics. Like I want to sit down. I can sit down with two hours with my son, who has an impossible time to sit down for two hours for anything, unless it's a Nintendo Switch or you know you're watching some cartoon. But to actually sit down for two hours to watch a baseball game, he could do it, and the baseball game could be over in two hours, was, which is a cool thing. It was and, and nice. Give, give baseball credit.
1: Yeah, it was nice seeing seeing the All Star game. The first yeah. the, the first three innings of that game just just. Uh, just flew by, uh, and, and that kind of leads me. One of the the highlights of All Star Week, highlight might be too strong a word, but one of the important parts of All Star Week is when the commissioner Rob Manfred uh, does his media availability on the day of the All Star game. It's usually at the baseball writers' lunch. I Tony Clark or the head of the Players Association, I believe Tony Clark was there. I I could be wrong. I don't know if they shared the the stage or one preceded the other. Mm. But it was, to your point about the pace of play, I was a little annoyed that uh, the commissioner seemed to not close the door on changing the clock for the playoffs, giving hitters and pitchers more time. Well, you know why that is.
2: They well, don't want the seventh game of the World Series to end on a yeah but, violation. Well, and I'm That's sure
1: not. I'm sure there's also I'm sure there there may it it I don't know will it allow TV to squeeze an extra ad in as, Might as well. There Be
2: something to it too. I don't know. I
1: hope the commissioner doesn't go down that road. I I don't like
2: automated strikes on too. I, I, I didn't yeah, like I, that conversation either. Yeah, I, I I don't. I just whatever you do,
1: you've got to play the postseason the way the regular season is played. I've, I've always thought that. It's why it drives me nuts that the NHL plays a short overtime period during the regular season, then will basically play until guys drop dead uh, in the playoffs. I understand the playoffs are more important, but it seems to me that you cheapen a little bit your regular season when you change the rules in the playoffs. And I just I hope that doesn't happen. It's, it's been such a, a success. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really hard to find, and this is what surprises me about the clock it's really hard to find somebody who hates it, right? You can find people who, eh, I don't know if it's made much. I mean, the, the, the negative, the only negative thing you hear from people is I don't really know if it's made as much of a difference as I thought it would, which is good. But those of us who initially didn't like the idea of the clock, like, I'm all in. You know, I, I made the point the World Baseball Classic didn't have it. I'm like, come on. I want, I want, my, I want my pitch clock. Yeah. I was missing it, so I, I, I hope the commissioner sticks with with things the way uh, the way they are right now, and 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 doesn't change it. And and my God, look, hopefully we're smart enough that if somebody, if you lose a World Series game because of a clock violation after you have played 162 games and God knows how many playoff games and all those spring training games with it, you know what? I don't feel sorry
2: for you in the slightest. Yeah, I don't think that's the point, though. You screwed up. That's not the point. You screwed up. You know that's not the point. It's how it looks. A, that's why they've eliminated this and, and changed rules, because it didn't look good. It's, this is why they're talking about it. And, and you're probably onto something, too. They can squeeze an extra commercial in there and make, probably, them, I'm make sure a little probably. bit more money. It's like those atrocious uniforms they wore in the All-Star game. You, there's, you, you're exactly right on why they're wearing them. Uh, They're not pretty. Dan Shulman will have the call of the game tonight on Sportsnet
1: Television. 707 first pitch as Ryan Nelson takes the mound for the Diamondbacks. Jose Burrios takes the mound for the Blue Jays. Dan Shulman joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. The Fan, Sportsnet, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Seven-day homestand uh, at the Rogers Center tonight. The uh, the Jays pitching staff is at home. They're first among all AL teams in home ERA. Mm-hmm. Home opponents average. They're third with a home whip of 1.14. Jose Barrios. The Jays have won 21 of his last 25 starts at the Rogers Center. Ooh. And that goes all the way back to 2021. So... Mm. Uh, And uh, as if that isn't enough, Mm. the Jays have gone 21 and 14 over the last 35 games, Kevin. 24 and 16 over the last 40. They have a 600 win percentage over that span since May 26th. Mm. That's the best mark in the AL. I'm going to bring in Dan Schulman, TV voice of the Blue Jays. Dan, why doesn't it feel like it's the best mark in the (laughs) AL?
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. Uh, and as you know, depending on who you talk to, either things are going pretty well or things are not going yeah, well at all. I, I think right. first of all, well, two things. I think one, sky high expectations coming into the season, and secondly, when a team doesn't hit as much as maybe uh, people think they should hit, then uh, then uh, you know things look worse, right? You you I mean, never mind the no hitter, but you 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 don't score a lot, and sometimes it looks, man, they can't get anything going, and why is this happening and all that, but. Um, I think they're doing okay. Not great, not terrible. You know, they've got a better record at the All-Star break than they did either the last two years mm-hmm. in a tougher division. Mm-hmm. And they've played a tougher schedule uh, than most of the other teams they're competing with. Now, again, I'm not saying they're doing great. They're going to have to play better, I think, to make the playoffs. Because, I don't know about you guys, I think the Yankees will get going eventually. I yeah. think the Astros will get going eventually. Mm-hmm. So the Blue Jays got to get going. But um, yeah, it, it it is different. You know, they were... They're, what are they, 50 and 41, and they yep. were like 50 and 43 last year and 47 and 42 or something like that the year before. And it just feels like people were much happier with those two teams than mm-hmm. they were with this team. And it is tough to put your finger on a little bit sometimes.
2: Dan, whenever you dig into the schedule, I, I like doing that because you can break it down. It's, it's in little segments, right? There's 71 games left. They got 40 of those 71 at home. And you just mentioned the hitting. They're 25th in runs scored at home. They're 21st in hitting home runs. At home. Do you think they have any idea why that is?
3: I don't know. Are they getting a batch of, uh, you know, damp baseballs up here? Because, Mm. I mean, the pitching numbers are better at home and the hitting numbers are worse at home. And I've had a couple of people say to me, jokingly, so I want to make sure that's clear, maybe we're just not getting good baseballs up here and Mm. that's why. I'm sure you guys were like me. I thought this ballpark was really going to play for hitters with the changes they've made. And it's really been playing for pitchers so far. So I don't think they know why it is. I've asked a few people, do you think anybody's changing their swing here at home to try to take advantage of whatever it is, 368 in left center, 359 in right center? The answer I get always is no. Nobody is trying to do anything here. It It is a mystery. I expect it to... Uh, normalize a little bit Kevin but like Mm -hmm. you said it's we're halfway in more than halfway into the season and halfway through the home schedule it's it's been a strange one I thought guys would be hitting balls into those bullpens like crazy and and, uh, at this point uh, unless something changes I think they kind of are who they are in the power department, Mm -hmm. I think if the offense is going to improve, I think it's more likely it'll just be with timely hitting, you know, high leverage scoring position, that sort of that, rather than that sort of thing, rather than the power, all of a sudden showing up.
2: Dan, you look at the, the lineup and you start picking out names. Dalton Varsha is one of the guys. And I just mentioned how many home games they got. He's got 137 at bats at home. He's only got five RBIs. And the only reason I bring that up, it's not fair where they're hitting him in the order I talked to John Snyder. We've had him on our show a bunch of times, and he says it's probably not been fair that we've hit him clean up and second a couple of times. You know, He's had to change who he's trying to be on base guy, run producer, a home run hitter. Do you think they know what he will turn out to be?
3: I think they believe he will be the guy he was last year and a little bit better. Now, whether it happens this season, I don't know. We just talked to Tori Lovello about him. He loves him, absolutely loves him. Um, Hated to give him up. Obviously, they're very happy with the way the trade has worked out for them so far, but absolutely hated to give up Dalton Varsho. This is just me, and I'm not making an excuse for him. This is just how I feel about the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he was brought in and was hitting, I think, cleanup, right, at the beginning of the year. Wasn't Chapman fifth? Like, I think Varsho was the cleanup hitter at the beginning of the year. Belt was down in the order. You know, he's brought in to hit cleanup on a team loaded with big names that has World Series expectations. That's a lot. It is. Um, And he is a self-described, you know, a bit of a perfectionist, tough on himself, that sort of thing. He doesn't get off to a good start. And like I say every time I come on with you guys, Kevin, I'll always defer to you on this. You know what it feels like, and Jeff and I don't. Mm -hmm. But, boy, I think you start putting pressure on yourself. And I wouldn't be surprised if he is still putting pressure on himself. And baseball is littered with guys who were traded or signed as free agents who didn't look like themselves in the first year and did look like themselves in the second year. So I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I think the Blue Jays still believe – They got a guy who is going to be an above-average hitter. Not a star, but an above-average hitter who's going to be productive. Uh, And and even with the way he struggled with what he's doing defensively and on the bases, obviously he has still helped the team. But, you know, let's be honest. um, They they need him to hit more. They need a few guys to hit more, and he's one of those guys.
1: Yeah, Yeah, when I look at that
3: deal, uh, Moreno
1: and and Guriel for Varsho, uh, yeah, I— I mean I I keep wanting to remind people that I am not entirely certain that if that deal doesn't get made then that Gabriel Moreno is I, I don't think he I I don't I don't think he's a number 1 catcher in this team. You know, it, you know I I don't think I don't think Moreno and Guriel on this team and Varsho not in this team necessarily makes them a better a a team more likely to go deep in the playoffs. I yeah, I, no, I, I just don't. Yeah. I think the trade is much more uh, I of think a some wash. of the,
3: you, you know the the things that jump out are guriel has got a lot of home runs, and he made the All-Star team, right? So that, in my mind, makes it worse than it is. And I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. been a win so far because, again, um, they, they need Varsho to hit more. But his base running and his defense, to me, make this trade a lot closer than yep. it is. If you just look at – and Lourdes has had a, a very nice first half. Crazy first six, seven weeks has cooled off a lot since then. If you look at, like, OPS or OPS+, it's not – crazy above the way he was as a Blue Jay. He's kind of doing what he did as a Blue Jay with the exception of last year when he had a wrist injury which we didn't find out about until late in the year or after the year and, and he only hit five home runs but um, I, I'm with you. I mean they, they felt they needed to get more left handed bats they felt they needed to have better base running they felt they needed better defense Dalton Varsho's all three of those things this trade wouldn't have gotten done for Moreno alone mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have gotten done I don't think For Kirk and Gurriel, I think Gabriel Moreno had much more trade value than Alejandro Kirk, much more uh, in in the offseason. And I think they had to give him up if they wanted to get a significant player uh, coming back. But if they hadn't made that deal, I don't know, maybe they trade Moreno somewhere else. Like, Mm. maybe they had decided, for whatever reason, you know, you heard little concerns about game calling and, and stuff like that. Obviously, he can make contact. Obviously, he can throw. Um, he's kind of been the same guy he was last year. He's not hitting for power. His OPS, like, and it, you know, he's a 650 OPS guy or something like that. He's not having a big offensive season, but he can really throw. But I think they might have traded him anyways because mm-hmm. either they decided the other two, Jansen or Kirk, were the guys they should go with given where they are in their contending cycle, or maybe Kirk just didn't have a lot of trade value. I'm not sure. And those are answers we'll never find right. out. But something tells me Moreno was going somewhere no matter what happened in the offseason.
2: Dan, do you think they think that the home run derby would help Vladdy be better second half?
3: I think they think there's a chance of that, and it can't hurt. Uh, I think it's more that they don't think it can hurt, so why not? He wants to Mm. do it, let him go have fun, and maybe it'll help. I I don't don't know that it's any deeper than that. He did a little bit better, or not a little bit, he did better in the second half of 2019 than he did in the first part. uh, The other year he hit in the home run derby. But he was also a rookie that year, so he's just getting adjusted to the big leagues his first couple of months. So I don't know that there's a lot in that. I've never been one to think there's a home run derby curse uh, because there isn't. The people who think there's a curse only point out the guys who did worse. They don't point out the guys who did better. And a lot of guys did better. Some guys did worse. Like, and uh, I don't think there's any kind of connection between the two. But honestly, Kevin, I, I just think they thought, let them have fun and maybe it, maybe it can help. You never know.
1: Then we are getting close to the August first trade deadline, or Otani Fest, as it's going to be called in <laughs> yeah. uh, around Major League Baseball this year. And uh, you know, one of the things I wonder when I look at this team, and I, I'm and I'm, I'm saying this because Jose Barrios is getting the start tonight. I, I didn't know this, but since April fourteenth, which is pretty early in the season, his ERA is two point seven five. Only Nathan Yuvaldi, Bailey Ober, and Framber Valdez have a better ERA than Jose Barrios. And, and I, think maybe, I think maybe we underestimate just how good this rotation is right now, Dan. And I think that makes it almost, if you've got a good rotation, you've got a payroll around $228 million or whatever it is, that really suggests to me, man, you, you've got to go, you go all in here. And you've got to, whatever you need offensively, yeah, you're going to get some growth internally, but if you need something outside, you've got to do whatever you can get to yeah, add that.
3: I, I think if they play well the next couple of weeks, um, definitely they're in. Um, I, I don't know how. Uh, I don't know exactly how all in they can be, given that their farm system is not great. So other teams can probably go all in easier than the Blue Jays because they can make better offers than the Blue Jays. But uh, I think I, I don't know how you guys feel. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but if they make the playoffs, I think they can hang with anybody. Oh, with this uh, I, I don't rotation absolutely. I mean on any yeah. given day, Barrios can be great, absolutely. Bassett can be great. Um, I think the bullpen's pretty good and I think it'll get better when Chad Green comes along and, and there might be another, you know, trade coming at the deadline. Everybody believes this team hasn't played its best baseball and everybody who knows better should know how unpredictable the baseball playoffs are. Mm. You know, how many times do we have to say Look at what the Phillies' record was in June of last year. Look at what the Braves' record was the year they won the World Series. Look at what the Nationals' record was the year they won the World Series. Things can change. Um, A lot can change between July, whatever it is uh, today, 14th, I think, and uh, and the trade deadline and the end of the season and then even into the playoffs. So I I do think they need to go get something. I'm kind of in the corner of they need a veteran right-handed bat with some power, like a guy who can... At least platoon. You can put him in there against a righty and feel fine. You could bring him off the bench, and he's a threat. They don't have that guy, and I think they need that guy. I think you can find that guy without giving up too much. But the the starting pitching one to me is fascinating. Because don't you guys think that they'll be evaluating the big picture as Alec Manoa starts the next Absolutely. couple of times? And, and the same thing with Hyunjin Ryu, who we found out today is going to start in Buffalo tomorrow. Like, they've already kind of got six candidates for five spots. Mm-hmm. So uh, the starting pitching has the potential to be very good. But I, I think a lot depends on what Manoa and Ryu do. And, you know, let's be honest. Bassett's been a little up and down lately. Kikuchi's been a little up and down lately. And both of them, their ups are great. Uh, But if this rotation can be, it's been very good this year, and and if all of them get enough rest in the second half so that they can be close to the best version of themselves, it's a great rotation. It's got the potential to be a great rotation. Mm -hmm.
1: Danny, really good of you to do this, my friend. Thanks so much. Great stuff, buddy. Thank you.
3: I am off to get food in the media dining room. There you go. go. Say hi to Steve for me. I will say hi to Steve. All right. See you later.
1: See you guys. The great Dan Shulman held to call the game tonight. Mm-hmm. 7 first pitch.
2: Let me ask you a question. Yes. But I was going to ask Dan. We knew he was in a hurry to go eat. Uh other the than way you say that. other than the obvious names. Yeah. Give me one guy that needs to take his game to a little bit of a higher level for them to go. It could be, I'll give you some examples. Could be Dalton Varsho drives in more runs at home. More than five. Could be Brandon Belt has an on-base percentage of more than 350. Don't look at me that way. Could be Alec Manoa, because I think we're throwing him in this hat now. Could He could give you three quality starts at the end of the season. End of the season, I said. Those are sort of the kind of names I'm talking about. Not the obvious name. Give me a guy and tell me why.
1: Give you a guy and tell you why. Based on how much he brings to this team, based on the fact that it's going to be hard, I think, to find um, a really impactful left-handed hitter, I I think it's Dalton Varsho. I think more production at the plate from Dalton Varsho. I I was going to say Alejandro Kirk, but you know what?
2: He's not going to play enough. I don't think exactly. It's going to Whereas
1: Dalton Varshow is going to play a lot. I, to me, it's Dalton Varsho In terms of the pitching, I, I wrote a column today in Sportsnet.ca. Kevin, they're starting rotation. I mean, they, they've, all we talked about early in the year was how good teams need to go into the playoffs with a well-rested bullpen. They're like. Their starting rotation is seventeen and a third innings back of the of the MLB yeah, yeah, yeah. leading rotation, which is the Minnesota Twins. Mm-hmm. I have no problem I don't I don't have any concerns about this pitching rotation.
2: I have none. Zero. I have well, I, some I, I concerns think Swat- about Swanson. I was you know, gonna say the I have, I have of the some, unknowns about how much he's thrown, I Alec some concerns. Like, seven. I have some concerns about say the ball there's gonna be some. No,
1: I, I don't have any Yeah, but on there's the list of things some. I'm worried about, it's the hitting.
2: Pitching's okay. not an issue. You said Dalton Varsha. Let me ask you a question. Don't be serious with me. I know everybody's rooting for him and he's a lunch pail. and I you know, understand. run out there, and runs the bases first to thirty. You know, well, no emotion. Every... Don't have fun. How dare you? When Dalton Varsha do does that. a lot
1: of stuff you're supposed to do.
2: Okay. He's twenty for his last ninety seven in his last thirty games. He's six for his last forty six in his last fifteen games. He's one for his last twenty one in his last seven games. Be serious with me. I know what you're saying. Do is I think he capable he... of being that oh, I'm guy? Not... See, He's that's... got 137 at bats and five that's... RBIs okay. at home.
1: That's a different question. Five. Is he capable? I don't think he is. But you asked me, who who do I think could be the guy who, if if he steps up, could make a difference for this team? To me, it's Dalton Varsha because I'll get back I... to this. I I, t- I I'm sorry. I I I cannot take a team that has Brandon Belt hitting in the middle of yeah, the order seriously. We can we can stop saying that.
2: You should get, you could well you should. I, hopefully
1: not. Hopefully at the trade deadline, Brandon Belt is uh, who, sitting on the bench. Who would it be? I don't know. That's that's above my pay grade. But you're going to tell me it's, it's well. What you're going to you're going to tell me you can't do better than Brandon Belt, and you want. To
2: go to a well, World I, 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 Series? Uh, well, I think they they tried the to sell that to spot? us since well, spring I'm training. Well, I'm not buying. I'm sorry. I'm he not going hit If he hadn't been hurt so and, and had a, a late show up to spring training he's hitting cleanup yeah but that's so they're not selling good. it to you well what? you can think it what you want to think it that that's why i said you're telling
1: me they're here, selling it to me that doesn't mean that it's right you're the one that came on in spring training and said can you believe they're trying to convince us that a dude has got 16 home yeah, runs but i think it's a Come big on.
2: enough sample size now that how's it changing paul goldsmith okay, coming you know, here okay, at the then trade you know deadline? okay then
1: they're not going to make any trades so forget about. Well, now you're it. getting
2: we'll silly. Now you're getting silly. No, we're just.
1: Now gonna, you're getting silly. Well, we'll move on. They they won't make it. I, I mean, yeah, obviously, they, obviously they're going to go out and get a three hole hitter uh, or a cleanup hitter. I, they have to. I, they have to get an impactful uh, man, middle You're asking for a lot. You're uh, asking for a lot. Kevin. I am asking for a lot because I got two more years I, left. It's bef- like, I've got two more years left before my two best guys go to free agency, and I've got a payroll that's up against the luxury tax, it's almost yeah, like, I it's like, more.
2: it's like, Dan, you're looking for more of a, a CJ Krohn and a yeah, Joe Kelly sure. than, a Hey, why well, can't Ryan McMahon or a Luis Roberts Jr. Like those are, those are why, big ass. Why, if you can get them, you know, I mean, more power to you. Yeah, I, again,
1: you, the one thing this organization has apparently it's, money. it's yeah. got money. Yeah. And it, let's be clear. If they are going to make a big deal, they are going to have to suck up somebody's bad contract to wow. do it, but keep in mind, Oof. keep in mind that it's for only two months. So you know, you bring a dude in, he may be well the wouldn't be he, he may he be making, really. he may be making thirty million dollars a year this year. But when you bring him in, you're only paying fifteen. The season's Man. half done or more well, than fingers half.
2: Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So. That's this is why I'm asking the question about. I will who's say that this. one guy other than the obvious. I names? will say this.
1: Well, I. I mean, the, all those names are out there. And, yeah, it, you may have to. You know what? You may have to move a Ricky Tiedemann. I, you may have to do that because your minor league system really doesn't have a great deal right now. Maybe you have to move a Revis Martinez. I mean, ask yourself this. <laughs> ask yourself this. You've got a rotation that is giving you all these
2: innings. Mm-hmm. You're not. Are you going to get that next year? Let me ask you, you a question. Know. Let me ask you a question. If you if you move one and, of those just, one of those bigger names in my minute. let me, just, just, let me just
1: say one thing too, though, because Dan touched about this boat. I, I think the template is what the Braves did a couple of years ago, where they went out and added guys that changed the their guy. lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. added uh, a, a, a Rosario, guys like that that just changed their lineup. That's what I want. But yeah. I'll get back to this if after the trade deadline. I'm looking at the Blue Jays lineup, and I see Brandon Belt in the three-hole. Let's just wave the white flag.
2: You know what they could also say? Our, our, our pitching is really, really good. Our outfield defense is off the charts. It's been good. like that all we're, year. we're in third place because of those two things. Let's add to those two things, and hopefully one of the big guys catches hot. Huh? That, you know that's what they're thinking. You, you can anyway. argue with me. I'm, I'm not with arguing you. with, I'm them, with right. you. I'm with you. I'm not arguing with you. I'm actually agreeing with you. I'll just believe it when I, when I see it. That, uh, that's the thing.
1: What were you going to say very quickly? We got to get I, to the right, Bette I lost Rivers. my train of thought when you were yelling it. Short train. It's time for Between the Lines that's brought true. to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. <laughs> Mr. Mark Boffa, come on in here. I got a little exercise. I mean, guy, it's had like four days worth of just stewing and thinking about this and smoking cigars and drinking red wine and looking at the lake. and Anyhow.
2: Thanks for rubbing it in. Go ahead. Welcome back,
1: guys. I missed you. No, you didn't. But, uh, but let's keep going. I missed one of you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you guys were talking about at the top of the show, I Vladdy not. winning the home run derby. Well, how do you know he's talking about me? Well, I just it's... assumed because you laughed. <laughs> Anyhow, go ahead. Anyways, you guys talked about it. Vladdy won the home run derby. I'm not we'll... certain I like Mark Boffo anymore. I love him. Okay, go continue. Ahead. Maybe one day I'll do this read and not get interrupted. We'll see what happens. We'll see. But anyways, Vladdy... We're hoping for a big second half here, a big unofficial second half. Well, according to Barker, the team sucks, and they're not going to win any games, so I don't know what the point is, but go ahead. (laughs) There's the interruption again. But will will Vladdy go over or under one and a half total bases tonight against the D-backs? Tonight tonight or all season? I mean, Barker's probably going to take it all season. Uh, Will he go uh, one and a half?
2: Yeah, he will. Great answer, Jeff. Great answer. (laughs) Great, great. Well, okay. Well, Greg, you tell Greg, me why he won't. <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't say what. wouldn't. Okay. I, I, I don't think it's going to be easy. I think the dude pitches tonight's really good on the road. Righties it are hitting doesn't too. Matter. Righties it are hitting. That doesn't hit, matter. Absolutely, it does not. He's not, never pitching not, this ball it, it doesn't matter. T- 14 off him. He's <laughs> only given up 40 hits and 50 in the third innings. Absolutely, it does. It doesn't matter. It's a, why doesn't it matter?
1: Because he's he's never has he pitched in this ball. I don't care what
2: he does in other road parks. Ma- ma- he pitched in ma- this. Maybe don't like pitching at home.
1: Anyhow, go ahead. Whatever.
2: Yeah, glad he's going to go over that. The season's going to be a well, disaster. You ruined, you, you ruined my train of thought there.
1: So Vladdy's going to go over.
2: Yeah, we're I both, to agree. we're both I, I, in agreement. No, no, you didn't really uh, do. You didn't really do your homework there. You didn't really bring anything to that. That's yeah. No, It's, it's sports wagering—you go with your gut,
1: don't you? Not really. Okay, well I'm gonna. I, well, I, mm. I mean, I'll, I'll, see. I'll take the over.
2: I, now, I know all it takes is to say Brandon Bell's hitting third for your Toronto no, Blue Jays. No. It's, they're not, first of all, they're not. My August Blue 2nd. <laughs> oh, man, why do I want to say fingers crossed that that happens? Just to oh, see yeah. your face. I, <laughs> I mean, it could happen. I don't know. Absolutely, it could. It could happen. Oh, there's no, I'll be question. Di- I'll be there's no
1: question. I'll be disappointed, it if, it I'll be disappointed it. if it does. There's no question. I'll
2: be disappointed if it does. They're banking on They like him. They like him getting on base.
1: They I like those.
2: They, yeah, they do. They do. 350 on they base like him, percentage like with the six homers. I love like it. getting on base. Yeah. It's more about the dude hitting behind him than it is the guy hit.
1: I don't know, man. It used to be so easy. Wouldn't be any funny if it was uh, easy. Luis Gonzalez is a special advisor or senior advisor or special senior advisor to the president and CEO of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, he... Uh, Won the home run derby. Nice. The last time it was in Seattle before this year in two thousand and one. And um yeah. He's gonna join us next. And uh by the way, that was Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole Boy, new You botched that game. <laughs> 7 7 will be the first pitch tonight as the Jays open a six-game, seven-day homestand. The Padres come into town as well as uh, we resume the 2023 regular season after the All-Star break. It is Jeff Blair, it is Kevin Barker. We'll be doing Blue Jays talk tonight as well. Huh. <laughs> and maybe Mr. Barker will have settled down by then.
2: What are you talking about? Well, you're just, you're a little, I'm out of realistic. You're a little out of control these days. Well, I mean, you're, you're,
1: it's not like I said they're going to go out and trade for Otani.
2: Well, you're, well, you wanted to. No, I didn't. Oh, it's not like I you said. You were putting pen to paper. It's Well, oh, what would it take? It's not Ooh, like John Snyder. Yep. Trade. <laughs> not like I said, they could put
1: Chapman, who's yeah. a free agent as well, yeah, in what there they want? And, Chapman? and send him to, send him to. Well, that's, the Angels is part Brown of that and package. And then the Angels can turn around and sell and, and sign Otani in the offseason if they want. Or in the very least, they got a California yeah. dude and Matt Chapman there to yeah. play third base. Yeah, that's yeah. all I'm saying. I mean, uh, but it's not like I'm suggesting that's even a possibility because I'm not suggesting that's a possibility. That's all it'd take. But it's all going to be about Shohei Otani. It's going to be about Shohei Otani the For a rest couple of times it is. For a couple of weeks. No, for everybody. Everybody in baseball. Because here's the thing, too. People keep forgetting this. It's It's... It's $10 million. For what? When you trade for Shohei Otani at the trade deadline, you're only paying $10 mil- There's only $10 million left in his contract. The yeah, I, don't, I, don't,
2: I don't think it's the money. Well, it's, that's it's not the money.
1: But, no, but I, I'm, I'm saying. The, well, that's not the money. The Cincinnati it's Reds. What you would have to give why, up for. Why it? Wouldn't, well, would the Cincinnati Reds. Not everybody's got that. Would the Cincinnati Reds be willing to do, do give the up the the Angels something to get know to where them? to
2: start? Like, what would the starting I don't point think the be? The Angels do know where to start. Well, how?
1: I think they've, they've, listen, the, there's only one, there's only one team that really knows what Shohei Ohtani's worth and what Shohei Ohtani, like, we need to, we need to remember, the Angels have had this guy for years. Mm. They, I'm convinced, have a pretty good read in what this dude is going to do. Um, he wouldn't be the first free agent to leave and, uh, or uh, to be traded at the I'm deadline not saying I wouldn't trade to another
2: if, team. If I was serving the team, you have, absolutely you would. Anyhow. Why wouldn't you?
1: That's
2: um, <laughs> not for Matt Chapman.
1: I'm not saying that that would be. I, I said, <laughs> not I said I'm Chapman. not suggesting that. I'm not suggesting that. You would have There would have to be, a, obviously, there would have to be uh, other, things, other things. A plethora of other things.
2: Well, plethora. Plethora.
1: Probably... I'd ask for that dude playing shortstop, too. Don't the, don't, the, don't forget, don't forget that this isn't Juan Soto. You're not trading for a guy you're going to have under control for the next three years. You're trading a rental. And, yeah, he's a great player, and he's two players in one. He's a rental. So...
2: Mm-hmm. Juan Soto was on this team hitting second. Would they be the favorites to win the World Series, this team? No. The Toronto Blue Jays.
1: I mean, you could... Boy, if you had him and Brandon Belt back-to-back, you could walk your way to the World Series. <laughs> Eh? Oh, that'd be great. Springer gets on first. That? Springer gets on first. <laughs> <laughs> Soto sees 16 pitches and draws a walk. See, Belt a, sees 14 a, pitches and draws. There's it, your bases loaded. Didn't
2: Soto win the home run derby and then have a good second half? I think he did. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he did. And that's why everybody's yelling and screaming about that. Oh, it's going to change the second half. Because, <laughs> By the way, the
1: back leg line is 416, 413, 3959. And call up and leave a message for Barker. You can maybe try to set Bar- Barker's convinced that, that, that this team's got no chance. You can maybe set him set him straight, uh, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll get to the end that of the show. Depends off. how things go. Depends what Passen brings to the table. You
2: Passin think it's gonna be, be good today? Up. Oh yeah,
1: Passen's post All Star. He's really good the good last pass. couple
2: of times. Yeah. Unless you say Chapman for Otani straight up. No but saying that <laughs> Chapman
1: for Otani straight up. <laughs> so, Only
2: you're saying that. <laughs> I mean,
1: you're just being and for silly. for
2: Ricky Tatum, who has a, where's he at? You're right. Apparently, is, he's pitching again. Where is again. he? Where? I don't know. Probably well,
1: in the lab or something like
2: that. I, don't <laughs> know. Um, I guess he could be your next setup
1: guy. By the way, this is kind of interesting. I'm watching the MLB Network here. Shohei Ohtani's uh, making his first start since July 4th. We got to remember too; he left his two previous starts with some sort of injury. Uh, anyhow, there we are. We'll we'll have, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to talk about, uh, to talk about Shohei Otani, mm. um, regardless of where he ends up. But right now I want to talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks who are in town to face the Blue Jays. Uh, in the first of three games tonight, the Diamondbacks are 52-39. and 39. They've been one of the real good stories this year. You're going to see folks in Corbin Carroll tonight. You're going to see a dude who is Uh, is not just not just a rookie he's a legit mvp candidate if this team goes where some folks think they can go Mm. they're a lot of fun to watch uh and as i said they are uh they are uh 52 and 39 and i think in a lot of people's mind are well ahead of schedule um luis gonzalez is a senior advisor to the president and ceo of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and uh, he is in Toronto with the team. He joins us and Blair and Barker. Luis, thanks so much for joining Kevin and myself today. We greatly appreciate you doing this. Before, before I talk to you about the Diamondbacks, you won the home run derby in 2001, I think, in Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what did you – what was your second half like after 2001? Did did, did the home run derby have any – because, you know, we there's this whole curse of the home run derby thing happening, right? You know, people like to make a big deal of that. What was your second half like?
4: Um, well, I don't think it affected me because I, uh, I finished with 57 that year, and I had like 30 – I don't know, 30-something at the break. So um, I know uh, the fans here in Toronto, they got a great player in, in uh, Vladimir Guerrero, so junior – and I know he won it, so I don't think it's going to affect him. As long as your team's still in the race, the guys are motivated and excited to go out there and play, and he's a fantastic player anyway, so I don't think he's going to have any lingering effects.
2: Luis, is it very hard? When it was, it, was, oh, sorry, go it,
4: ahead. It no, was, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it, it it was a lot different back then because if you didn't hit a home run, it was considered an out. Now, uh, for these guys, they have that three-minute clock and all kinds of different uh, obstacles that they have to overcome, you know? So the endurance level for those guys has to be pretty pretty good. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you can hit 30 or 40 in a round and, and uh, face somebody against you that is pushing you a little bit. So, uh, you know, that's what made it kind of interesting these past few years with that.
1: Yeah, and, of course, your 2001 ended pretty well, as I recall, too. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it was all right.
2: Louise, <clears throat> how, how hard is it nowadays to make – in-season adjustments. You mentioned Vladdy Uh, Corbin is a younger guy trying to make adjustments on the fly, right? The elevated fastball, the slider down and away for Vladdy, the the sinker in from a righty, right? It's it's, if you have a really good season, they're going to figure out ways to try and get you out. But I wonder, young guys, because pitching, you know, you could argue has never been better, right, because of velocity and because of the way they're throwing it and how much they throw in it, and there's no fastball counts. But younger guys making in-season adjustments, how hard is that to for young guys to do that and be successful throughout an entire season? It is.
4: You're right, it is. But I think the, at the same time, these, these are talented young players that you're speaking about and, and some of the other young players that are coming into the league. And I think the thing that they have to keep in perspective is they're good players for the reason to get there. And sometimes we, I say we as analytics or front office people or just people in the game in general try to uh, – give them too much information where, you know, a lot of times if you simplify things and keep it simple for these players, they're talented enough to make adjustments and see the ball, hit the ball. And usually when they're going well, they don't think about anything. They just go up there and swing the bat and play well. So um, that's one of the things, especially to a young player, they're going to have their struggles. You're right, because their teams are going to make adjustments and they're watching games and their scouts watching. But for the most part, there's a reason that they got there as quick as they did. And that's because they're gifted young players, and they're going to be around for a long time.
1: What impact have uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Gabriel Moreno had on this on this team?
4: Oh, they've been great. Uh, Moreno, uh, we had our, our originally our starting catcher go down, Carson Kelly, at the start of the season, got hit by a pitch in spring training. And then all of a sudden we were thrust with having uh, Gabby come in and catch right out of the gates. His arm has been fantastic um Guriel his his demeanor, his attitude, the way he was swinging the bat the first month and a half, two months of the season were unbelievable driving in runs. I mean, they've been a good addition for our ball club and uh they fit in extremely well. I think you know the the trade has worked out well for both sides. I know everybody here in Toronto is still waiting for Bar show to really pick up offensively. When he does and uh, you know, he's going to be a really good player here because he he was one of my favorites last year in Arizona. I mean, he had home runs and did everything offensively. I know he had his struggles here early cause they had him hitting up high in the order, maybe trying to do a little bit too much and putting some pressure on himself. But, He's a good player, and I think uh, both teams made out well with the players they received.
2: You're, you're the perfect guy to ask. You, you, you mentioned Dalton Varsho, and he has some some issues, some challenges with the elevated fastball, right? It's the when you eliminate the right. shift, they got to figure out ways right. to attack that guy, right? Take that hole away from you in season. I, we just talked about this. Hey, would it be hard to lay off of that? You know, he's a shorter hitter, which might not be the easiest thing up and down, north and south, right? To recognize that ball up, lay off it. You know fight to get to two strikes, that sort of thing, just that sort of little kryptonite area. How would you figure that out? Because I, I, I used to be trying to be a left-handed hitter. It's, that would probably be the hardest pitch to be one or the other, either try and attack it, hit it somewhere really, really hard to try and get them off of it, or lay off it all right. the time. Is that, do you think that's a hard thing to do? And can you do that in season to one certain location?
4: No, I think you can do it in season. You just got to continue to to work on it and, and work on it in early work and batting practice and stuff that they do. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, the one thing that uh, that has changed so much in the game is uh, so much swing and miss. There's so much swing and miss in the game now. Um, everybody's in tune to the long ball and pay more attention to that and then uh, extra base hits like doubles and things like that that create a nuisance for the opposing teams when you got guys – that put the ball in play and make things happen. So I think it's just one of those adjustments that he'll eventually end up making. He's facing a lot more. I know we play a lot of interleague, but he came up in the National League, and I know I played one year in the American League, and I struggled a little bit. It's just different pitching. They pitch a little bit backwards sometimes and things like that. So uh, for him, he's got some good players around him. Hopefully he can talk to those guys, good hitting coaches here, and figure it out. Yeah
1: uh tell us a little bit about uh corbin carroll obviously we've seen a lot of him on tv um we, you know and, and and he's he's certainly been he's been a factor to say the least and not just as i said in rookie voting but i think he's got a he's he's, he's got
4: a shot at like
1: in some ways of being a yeah, candidate he... for mvp what what's uh what's been the secret the secret for his success yeah
4: he... He's been the total package. I mean, he's a young, I think he's 22 years old, but he plays like he's 26, 27, like he's been around. Um, we've thrusted him now into the middle part of our lineup. He's, he can hit for power to all fields, hit home runs to left field, left center, right field. I think when you watch him play, you're going to see his bat is very flat in the zone It stays in that strike zone for a long time, um, which it works out well for him, and he's got some power. And when he gets on base, he'll steal some bases for you. He's a very cerebral. He's a smart base runner, does all the little things, cuts corners going around the bases, watching them go from first to third or first to home is a a sight to see because he really turns on those afterburners and gets after it. And and he plays good defense. He's one of those guys, you know, when Gurriel gets a day off in left field to to DH or something like that, we'll throw him out in center field or – you know, vice versa. So it's been it's been a lot of fun to see him transition so quickly into a, a star player in the major leagues from just only having about a couple of years in the minors.
2: Louise, what kind of hitter is Christian Walker?
4: He is a look, bona fide power hitter. I'm I'm upset he didn't make the All Star team. He had a great first half. Probably one of those guys overlooked. One of the toughest positions, not just in the National League but in the American League, to to make it. At first base, it's a very demanding position as far as power numbers, and um, you know we don't play in a big market, so that voting isn't always there for a guy like him. But you're competing against, you know, you got Freddie Freeman, you got Olson, you got Paul Goldschmidt, who was last year's MVP. You got a lot of great first basemen. So for him, we all know the value that he brings to us each and every day. Not only offensively, but he's a great defensive first baseman. So uh, we're happy and proud to have him in our organization.
1: What explains Ryan Nelson's success in the road? Now he is uh he is tonight's starter and I just looking at the Diamondbacks game notes here. I mean this might be part of it. He's facing a new opponent for the 13th time this season. So maybe there's a little bit of mystery there, but man, he's what is he? His ERA in the road is like
4: 1 1.49 in his last 6 starts. Yeah, he's he's done well. He's had he's been up and down a little bit for us. He's he had uh, his last 3 starts He had uh, two really good ones where he went at least seven innings, only gave up one run in each of those. And then his last start against the Mets uh, before the break was really a clunker for him. He gave up like seven or eight earned runs Mm -hmm. in three innings. So um, we need him to come out strong. We've got, you know, Zach Gallen going tomorrow, but we have, you know, when the youngsters come out, we need them to go a little bit deeper into the game and give us a solid start. So our bullpen could come in and and pick up the tail end of the game, but he's been good. His changeup, when his changeup is working and he's getting it maybe a little bit off the plate and guys are swinging at it or they're calling it for strikes, that's when he's really effective.
2: Luis, August August 1st, Well, what do the Diamondbacks need to do to make their team a little bit better?
4: Well, this is a big road trip for us. We're starting here in Toronto, then we go to Atlanta, and then we head from Atlanta to Cincinnati. So it doesn't get any easier after we leave Toronto, as well as uh, these guys have been in the standings also. So, uh I think we need a closer. We need a bona fide, legitimate closer, and we're probably out there on the market. We probably need a couple starting pitchers, at least one. If we can get one, it would be it'd be really nice because if you look at our rotation, Merrill Kelly is going to start making a rehab start here very soon. But with him and Zach Gallon at 1-2, it was really strong. And then when he went down, uh, it really affected us a little bit because we've had to run those youngsters out a little bit more and rely on those guys, especially – when you're a pennant race, no, no disrespect to those guys, but you like to have a couple guys um, that are horses out there that have been around. And when you got a young catcher, too, you got a young pitcher, a young catcher, um, it, it kind of scares you a little bit.
1: Gonzo, thanks so much for doing this, man. Great to hear your voice again. Thank you, well. A
4: lot. You got it, guys. Thank you. You guys take care. Thanks yeah, for having me.
1: Take you. care. It's Luis Gonzalez, senior advisor with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, 2001, we were talking about. Walked off the world pretty good. Walk off hitting the World Series to win the World Series for the Diamondbacks off of Mariano Rivera. That's not bad. That's a pretty good way to end a year in which you won a home run. Yeah, derby. I like
2: what he said too. After the after the home run derby, you hit what twenty seven homers 27. in the second half. That's not too bad either. I, I I'm, I'm still I'm a little intrigued to see there there is the Kevin Barkers of the world that would win a home run derby, and then there's the Vladimir Guerrero Juniors of the world, and maybe seeing what what kind of at bats he would have, or would it be better? Would he be more competitive? Like, that's the whole thing, right, is if he can lay off the, the close one and get the one down the middle. I mean, he's got a little sweet spot, right? You can basically draw a line because of how mm-hmm. flat his bat path is. This is Vladdy, yep. about in the middle of his thigh, all the way across the, the middle of the strike zone, and that's where he's looking for it. If he can swing at that till he gets two strikes, he'll have a really good second half if he doesn't it'll look sort of the way it's looked the first half where it's sometimes good sometimes he's bad
1: uh, i wanted to ask you about uh Gonzo's description luis gonzalez's desc- description of corbin carroll and that swing and the f- flat bath flat bat plane through the zone how hard is that for a young guy well, to maintain that
2: it's very hard like it's you know when you're when you Swing from the left side. Does it's, it help that he's kind of a little... Not really. I mean, you're... Smaller, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think that's something you need to work on, right? You got a natural little uppercut in your swing when you're swinging from the left side. It's, it's not the easiest thing to maintain that. I think because of the elevated fastball, the quicker you make adjustments to be able to try and hit the middle part of that ball, the better off you're going to be. Sooner or later, Dalton Varsha is going to have to hit that. Sooner or later, Matt Chapman's going to have to hit that thing. Sooner or later, other guys that have trouble with it are going to have to hit it. And the only way in my mind you hit it consistently somewhere hard is to have a flatter bat plane. It can't have the uppercut in it because of the high velocities. When I played, when it was ninety-one, ninety-two, yeah, you could catch that occasionally just right, have a little natural uppercut in it, and consistently hit that ball hard somewhere. Now, because they throw as hard as they do consistently, and where they throw them, it's very hard unless your your plane is flat to consistently be able to hit that hard. So yeah, it's that's why he has the numbers he has. They run, they steal bases. They have 93 stolen bases yeah. and been caught 13 times. Yeah. What's the one of the weaknesses that the Jays pitching staff has? Oh that. Yep. Now some would say keep them off the bases, but in three games that's impossible. So sometimes you're gonna have to do something different. Quick pitch, whatever it is you need to do to keep a dude close, to give a catcher a chance to throw somebody out, at least keep them close enough to, to hold them from going first to third. If you can't hold them from stealing second, at least try and hold them down because that's sort of their little game. They're 26 and 15 on the road, and they are not. They haven't been real good. Like, offensively, nah, they're okay. Pitching-wise, ERA-wise on the road, they're eh, Okay. I think it's just when they get on, because they're young, they create havoc, they force the other team to make plays, and I think that's how they win games on the road.
1: Uh, Speaking of the running game, in terms of controlling the game, uh, Gabriel Gabriel Moreno leads the majors with a 46.9 caught stealing percentage. That's 15 for 32. His 15 caught stealings are tied for third in MLB, so... Mm. Something to keep an eye on, the, the base paths, both when the Jays are on the mound uh, or when the Jays are in the field and uh, when the Diamondbacks are in mm-hmm. the field. You know what, we haven't got, I've got to think the back leg line is probably full because we've been off for a while. The back leg line, the numbers are 416, 413, 3959. Again, it's your chance to yell at Jeff. Yell at Kevin. For saying and, things that and, and leave, are not real smart. And leave questions and comments mm-hmm. for Kevin. For Jeff. And uh, I just don't, I don't that. Uh, I don't like the attitude you've uh, uh, adopted. You, you, you've adopted it's Blair and Barker. Well
2: you no, you, went on, the, you, are, and Blair you went on the attack it's mode Barker. with the with the guy that hits third. And I'm I'm in that, that sort of camp where it's not his fault. So don't don't oh, don't be don't be blaming that dude where he's hitting in the order. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he ain't going to the coach and going, Hey, it's okay if you I pencil my name in right here. Don't be blaming him. Being in Port Coquitlam. I was just wondering if you maybe
4: thought there could be a scenario where maybe the Blue Jays trade Kiermaier because his contract's expiring, his worth is probably at an all-time high, at least for what the Blue Jays could have, and then maybe they slide over Dalton Barshow into center field to fill that defensive responsibility and then maybe go out and pick up a more offensive left so that they can maybe get a little bit more offensive production out of that position. Yeah, just wondered your thoughts on if you thought that would be a possibility.
1: Well, uh, I mean, uh, you know, I guess there's like a dude—I don't know—a guy like Tyler O'Neill or something like that, or I mean, I don't I, um, intro, I, I, I don't think. Boy, give. Here's the thing. If you were to trade Kevin Kiermaier, basically you've been lying then all along about how important outfield defense is.
2: Can I ask you a question? Um, Yes. Why are they in third place in the wild card? Pitching and defense. Pitching and outfield defense. Why would you trade him? Yes. You're not going to get enough for him in a team. Like, he he ain't bringing you a ton. Because of his age and how much he doesn't play. Like, let's be honest. When he does
1: play, he's really good. Having said that, if you want to get another, if you want to get an outfielder you can platoon... With with either of Cody those two Belger, guys, or, I mean that's
2: the name you're, you're throwing Cody out Belanger? there, but I, look, I, Again, I can't. Well, like we we we're, we we're, we're, we are swimming in the deep end here. Like well, yeah, well, you I, sort I, are. Well, you have to. When, I, yeah, it's if it's like Christmas morning when you want to go down and just open the packet that you want to open, absolutely. But is that is, is that realistic?
1: Maybe John in North York. I you looking. Mention right. this. What about Cruz, Nelson
2: Cruz? If I hate coach. <laughs> a batter. I need to look and see what he. Did.
1: I mean, yeah, it'd be great. You <laughs> could have Cruz and Belt in the lineup at the same time with Alejandro uh, Kirk. You'd have, like, a walking triple play, or a, uh, it wouldn't be walking. It'd be standing. I'd look. I'd love to see the boomstick just because he's the boomstick. That'd he's be. A, that'd un, be good. He's an
2: unbelievable human. He's an human. unbelievable, uh, he's human,
1: unbelievable human. He's a friend of Barker's. Absolutely, he's is. a big friend of Barker's. He is. I. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. It's fine. That that can't be the only move you make. I I I would be lying if I said I saw any of us at bats this year. Yeah,
2: two forty-five with five and twenty. Yeah. Three or something. Well,
1: twenty-three, five RBIs. home runs. I, it's half as many home runs as Vladdy, isn't it? Maybe
2: not. Um, a slug in three ninety-nine. I yeah, I, you know, he's I, in I, his forties. I mean, I, I I guess if if down the stretch, because he's not going to cost you nothing. Like you could bring him here for nothing. Like if you wanted him on the bench, other than other people that are on their bench. Yeah, he's a veteran guy who will give you a quality bat. Will he get a hit all the time? No, it will raise an eyebrow to say, "Uh uh-oh, it's Nelson Cruz at the plate. i give you that. I mean, I I, I laughed that off, thought it was a little bit funny. But now that you think about it and you're thinking about bench and he's not going to play every day, it's not like he's going to – if he did a cleanup, it'd be rare. Like, it'd be enough to – against left-handed pitching – Piecing it together. I'd rather have CJ Krohn. That's me. I love the boomstick. He's a great dude. And boy, if you're into that clubhouse thing <laughs> and you're into that, you know, the the little at the end of the dugout and he bringing everybody together and, and you know, go do it this way. Go do it that Maybe he'll way. Bring the home run jacket. I back. think that that is Flatty that is Flady'll
1: have his home run derby jacket.
2: How about it? How about if Fladdy just has his own jacket? My, that, why wouldn't it be okay, Vladdy? Obviously, Vladdy wants go. the jacket. You know what? He That's, wore the jacket. Why not free the jacket? it off on the home run derby. Free the jacket. Like, free the jacket. Absolutely free the jacket. Vladdy needs to hit about 25 homers the second half and tell people what they can do about that not having the jacket. That's what he uh, needs to do. Hmm? Jeff, you want the jacket? Wear the jacket.
1: Jeff Basson is a national base. National. Na- national. He's a national.
2: What? God. Boy, you just Jeff Passan is a national. You you'd be well rested if you would be <laughs> quiet. Finish. <laughs> you're, you're just well. You, you've yeah. been wrong a lot. It's, that's that's well, all. It's, been, it's, it's not normal for I, you. I mean, to I expected you to come back really and, and be. out really bad trades. I and you
1: to come. I'm not Ooh. throwing out any. I've not thrown out yeah, one that'd trade.
2: I've not thrown out one trade. I well, started with I Matt and Otani in the same sentence. Like you've
1: been watching Matt in the third. I no offense. Specifically, he's in
2: fifth for the Blue Jays.
1: I said specifically. That it would be nonsense to throw that out. And you have misconstrued my words. That's not the way I heard it. That's, that's, that
2: is not I did you, not suggest To our, to our boss before this show, you were putting pen to paper. Dude, stuff that I... And I've, it started with like, Chapman come on. And, and... You know that... that and Aurelvis Martinez You and, know
1: that Barker, Barker,
2: you know the <laughs> stuff... Throw in We
1: well, want to talk about the stuff that's said before the show on air... You want to? You really want to go down that well, road? Well, You can't. We'd be far. You fired. really want to go? We'd be fired. You really want to go down the road of stuff that was said before we're on the show?
2: Huh? Would it have anything to do with trades? Hmm.
1: Anyhow, Jeff Passan is uh, hmm. ESPN's <laughs> national baseball reporter. Um, he's become a TV star. He's all over the place. Yeah, must and be nice. He's here next. Easy. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fans, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. All right. Barker, you dropped something down there. That's right. It is Blair and Barker. It is
2: Friday. I don't like this new you. I need, I need you to change it. You got two days to come back as the old Jeff Blair what oh really yeah
1: okay 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 um oh there's We may have a uh may have a slight change of plans here uh Uh, thank god the back leg line is still open at 416-413-3959 um we may have a change of plans here and and usually usually when it's a change of plans involving passing that could mean that there's a deal Uh in the works
2: for the Blue Jays? <laughs> what? Is that true? Uh,
1: this That's how rumors get started. That's how rumors get started.
3: Huh.
2: Anybody would know. It'd be Jeff.
1: That's how rumors get started. Um, we'll await uh, Mr. Passon's arrival, and if not, he will join us on Monday. Or thereabouts. Hmm. Very unusual for you, because you know Passon does like he loves the show.
2: Yeah, he loves me. No, he loves the show. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, just, yeah. There's only one. Re- there's only one reason he does the show, my friend. and It ain't you.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> they pay him. That's, I'm sure. Four
1: one six four one three three nine five nine is a back leg line. Oh, oh. Nope. Good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Mark Balfour, our producer, is going back to the back
2: leg line. Uh oh.
1: Um all right, so yeah. you asked me, you asked me yeah, in yeah, the yeah. last hour about what sort of what I expect, who needs to step up, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> uh for the Jays to go where we think they want to go. Where they Just should the want to playoffs. Go. Very least the playoffs. Yep. I'm Just gonna can. ask you, I'm I'm gonna ask you this because you had four days to think about this. Mm-hmm. What is the single biggest reason that you think the Jays are going to have a difficult time making the playoffs? Like what 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 could you see as being the I mean you asked me who Andrews, has to step up?
2: From the rotation. Dare we say. Well, I'm not going to say. They've but, been, rid,
1: but that's been the, really lucky So that,
2: that could derail it just because of what they don't have at the minor league level. And I'm assuming what they're trying to get August 1st or before then and what it would cost to get that. And then if you had to add a, mm, mm. another veteran guy to the mix to give you some length to try and give a lineup who sometimes has some challenges scoring a bunch of runs. That big inning, right? That's the goal of this rotation is don't walk anybody. Don't give a bunch of homers. Give the lineup a chance to have a big inning. Right. For the most part, they've been doing a good job of that. And the bullpen's been good enough. Hasn't been great, but it's been good enough. They've been piecing it together, and everybody that's had a say and everything that's going on is pulling the right strings. And for the most part, they have an eighth and a ninth inning guy in Romano and Swanson right now. Romano... Hopefully, and, fingers uh, and, crossed and he's Trevor, healthy. Trevor Richards is. Trevor uh, Richards is maybe the there. MVP down there. Well, you could argue. You, yeah, you I, could argue that he oh, is the MVP of the bullpen. You could say without him, wh- where would they be? Like, yeah. so I think that's a little bit of it. And I, yeah, I, healthy.
1: You know what? It's funny. It, it's not funny, but hearing you mention it, it is something that we don't. It, it's. I guess we don't talk about it a lot because it, it's unsaid, right? Obviously, if somebody gets hurt, it's it's a, uh, you know, I mean, if there's an injury to the rotation, yeah. it, it it it's not good. But it also, this is the thing that I keep, I I kind of keep looking back at is that this team has been really healthy. It has the first half.
2: They've been lucky. A lot They've of been, that's been luck.
1: really, really, really healthy.
2: Sure. Yeah. Part
1: of that, and, and you know, yeah, it's like anything else with good health, part of it's luck. The same thing, bad health, part of it's bad luck. But um, you almost uh, figure that at some point
2: something yeah, happens. I, I I do think, too, their offense, just for me right now, consistently is not good enough. They have to go into September in a wild card spot. They have to figure out in August – how just to muscle through it, either Mm be in the second or third wild-card spot going into September. You look at their September with the last 15 games being against the American League East. Yep. You look, they do have in September three against the Rockies, three against the A's, three against the Royals, right? There's nine games that you could, uh, seven and two, eight and one. Uh, Yeah. Like if you, the pieces that you add, the health that you could be getting back You gotta the dudes in your lineup that maybe could turn the corner, teams like that, we're talking eight and one, seven and two, not six and three, not five and four, not five and five. You wanna go and be in a playoff spot so in September that those last fifteen games, you just don't you now all of a sudden you don't have to go ten and five. Like you that's the point here is you have to have a really good August. And the way you do that is sort of break up the the way the schedule looks, right? You got 71 games left. You got 40 at home. You got 31 on the road. They play better on the road than they do at home. At least they hit better on the road, better than they do at home. So you could argue if you start scoring some more runs, hitting some more home runs at home, that would help you win more home games. So, you know, obviously it's individual. This hitting thing's individual. If guys can figure out, right, every individual has a kryptonite. You could go down the list on what that is. If you could sort of control that as an individual, it would make you better. And because you're a really good baseball player and borderline exceptional hitter, you could help this team go where it wants to go. All they're go- trying to go right now is in the playoffs. The rotation, if healthy, is good enough to make a run. I'm not saying it's good enough to win the World Series because there's a lot of luck involved in that, right? You're, you got to have a couple of guys in your pen who are red hot and is shutting the is, door and simplifying it for your manager. Is it good? Is it, is it is it as good
1: as the Phillies' rotation was last year?
2: Well, you got to figure they really had they had two guys mm-hmm. and Wheeler who was
1: well they had Nola Wheeler.
2: Yeah, well, no, and they had the lefty. What's the lefty's name? Forgot his name. It, They had three guys, one guy that was stepping it up, Wheeler was hit and miss, and their lineup was, and Bryce Harper was off the charts good. That's the point, right? That's the luck factor. As you get in, your superstar gets hot. You got a really good bullpen who throws a bazillion that's right-handed and left-handed, and you can sprinkle in some experience, which you cannot teach that time of the year. Why do you think Texas went out and spent all that money on that manager, because he's been there and done it before.
1: That's, uh, let's go to the back leg line, 416-413-3959. Steve in Brighton, Ontario.
2: Just a,
4: a criticism of the trade between uh, Arizona and Toronto. I just think they made a big mistake getting rid of Moreno. I think they should have traded Guriel and Kirk for Varsho. I like Varsho. I think yeah. he's going to get better. They didn't want but her. I've never liked Kirk. I think we should have kept Moreno because I think he's gonna be a Here. really big star one of these days.
2: They didn't like Kirk. anyway.
4: You guys have a great day. Thanks
2: very much. Yeah, Bye. thanks for the call. So I mean, Steve, they didn't like Kirk. Uh, yeah, I mean Arizona so didn't easy. want him. I mean, they didn't that's, want Kirk.
4: that's
1: easy. It's like there's there's two sides to there's two sides to every deal. And, and you know, as Dan Shulman said, it's pretty it's pretty clear yeah, that if Steve Arizona didn't, like, didn't want him. If
2: Steve didn't like Kirk you you think the Diamondbacks like yeah. Kirk? Like I mean, we we like to watch him play when he's raking, but I, yeah, yeah, it's real easy the way Dalton has looked. And again, you say that, and Luis when he came on and said it's a little unfair to stick him in a cleanup spot. I've been telling you guys that forever. Yeah, so, since I, spring training. I, I, I so wanna, that's not fair. Why are they doing that? And, and I want to get, I want to get back to
1: this thing about about Moreno. He he's. He might end up being a really good catcher. He was not going to get the opportunity with the Blue Jays that he's getting with Arrows. I mean, I
2: can't stress that enough.
1: Danny Jansen gives them more power than Gabriel Moreno. See,
2: I might disagree a little just because of the way their lineup is now and has been all year and the way Kirky's looked. They would have invented something to get Kirky somewhere else, whether that's the minor leagues, the IL, to bring up Moreno for offensive purposes. Athleticism. What's he give the you? Field, what Getting is, on base. He 690 OPS. Yeah, he, he's hitting what's Kirky. Yeah. Any better? Yeah. No, I... Can throw out runners? I, like,
1: I don't think Gabriel Moreno would... I'm not
2: saying he's the savior.
1: No. I But he, I'm
2: saying when your offense is not doing things... I mean, they're, they're, let's be honest. The, the way your lineup looked at the end of the season... The last two games of the season and how easy they were to pitch to, everybody in their right mind would have made that trade. They would have because yeah, he's left-handed. He plays really good defense. He's young. He's left and, he, and he can hit homers.
1: And you don't have a lot of you don't have anybody in the organization is going to come up
2: and not, do that. It's not his fault that they stuck him in the cleanup Paul, Paul in Ontario. Yeah, my
4: question is really uh, about the recent draft, uh, the MLB draft. I just wondered if. Um, if he ever you had a comment about the um, the picks, uh, especially their their first pick, um, and uh, I know a lot of people have gotten excited about it. Uh, I guess the other question would be, how long do you think it, it, it will take for um, a kid like that to uh, to to come through um, the uh, different levels? Uh, he seems to be talented, but I mean, uh, it seems to me that it's probably at least five to seven years before. Oh we'd ever see that kid uh, playing in the major
2: leagues. I I I think they would have said that when I played that it might've taken five to seven years. There's a process and you got to go dominate every single league. Leagues are smaller. Now you rush, you know, it's not, they're not kids anymore. Like they they, they show up and they're grownups, the trying to refine what they do well and work on what they don't do well. Yeah. The draft pick was a cool story because the,
1: the, the whole Southeast Asian community in Toronto and, 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 um, uh, in general and, and, in the, the Indian community in Toronto. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, th- there was a, there's obviously, there's obviously that tie in. Uh, I'm with Kevin and, and I will say this, you know, we've talked about how this organization doesn't have a lot of depth. They are also going to be without, probably without one of Bo and Vladdy in a couple of years, mm-hmm. maybe, Without both of them, there is going to be room in this organization for somebody who comes up through the organization fast. Because even with a big payroll, you've got to have – I can't stress this enough. You've got to have dudes who are coming through for you on the cheap. Yep. You can't have everybody in your roster making $15 million. There's got to be some young guy that comes up and does something – that's making less than $2 million or, 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 or something around that. But I got to tell you the God's honest truth. When it comes to high school kids being drafted, I have no idea. Like, I, 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 I just don't. I don't have any idea when we'll see this kid. I would be lying if I said I did any research on him mm-hmm. for a variety mm-hmm. of reasons. You know, When I looked at the draft this year, you know, I was like a lot of people. I was focused on those top three picks.
2: Sure. Absolutely.
1: And, you know, it's, but beyond that, I mean, we're just, who knows? You are gambling on 19. What is this kid? Is 17, 18, 19? Who the hell knows? I mean, look back when you were 18 or 19, do you have any idea what you're going to be doing? Absolutely not. I mean, you did because you were, you were a ball player, but I mean, take a look at the 18 and 19 year olds, you know, or you knew. What are they like in three years? What are they like in four years? This is why it, it's great that everybody gets worked up about the draft. Um, I'm glad that they've finally sort of tried to gussy it up a bit and 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 give it a, um, uh, you know, give it a give it some sort of cachet. But at the end of the day, I, I'm about winning at the major league level. You know, I'm about winning at the major league level, um, and and I think the why... process
2: the process now is is a lot different than it used to be when I was up when I, when I was coming through the minor league system and what you had to do to move to another level. Right, I I was hitting 25 homers and that wasn't good enough. I I hit 25 one year in Double A and went back to Double A. Like that's it was different. Like you, just the way they evaluate you how much money they spend on you. Like there's a lot of things that go into, you know, you being a big linger, big leaguer, as soon as you can be a big leaguer. And I do think it comes down to price, right? It's, and then the reason too, is why they do the, the, the younger kids. So they can basically mold an athlete into what they want him to be. That's basically what it is. You, you want him to play this position. We can work on him long enough to, he'll be that getting jumps and doing whatever we want him to do, arm strength and all those things. And you want to turn him into a, a, a power hitter, an average guy, like there's room for growth there. So, yeah, you can – I think the the future is sort of bright when it comes to the the who you draft, who are that young, but I'm with you. It's impossible. Two years from now, you have any idea what that kid could be? No, his uh, – Arjun Namal's
1: pre-draft ranking uh, was, uh, according to Baseball America, was 17th. Um, this is a pre-draft ranking, MLB Pipelines ranking – had him uh, 11th in the class he's 17 years old uh high school uh shortstop and uh yeah uh, pre-draft reports projected him as a as a long-term shortstop i mean the 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 thing i find and, and fangraphs did a terrific article on this actually the uh a lot of teams picked there were a lot of shortstops that went and that suggests to me that a lot of teams were sort of buying into the, um, buying into the uh, athlete. you right? right. are buying into the athlete. Like, you think back to the Chicago Cubs and they went to the World Series. They brought in a bunch of shortstops. Like, part of the process of putting that, that Cubs lineup together was they brought in a bunch of, uh, a bunch of shortstops and, and moved them around. And that's the one thing generally, I think, Kevin, it's safe to say that the shortstop's probably your best in a lot of teams this is the best athlete uh on the uh Bo's on, the best on the athlete
2: on the Blue Jays team? Pretty damn athlete. Close.
1: Athlete, yeah. Yeah, I think he is. Uh and those guys uh mm. move around. It is um, and and I just want to uh do this for accuracy's sake. Uh Namala is the uh, second I think Kumar Rocker all it was, it was drafted earlier, but again, uh, his family is uh, is from India, and uh, it is you know look. Let's face it; there is such a large in, in Indian community in the city. If 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 he comes through, um, you know, I, I the marketing potential absolutely is is tremendous, and then um, that's that's not, it's it's not a bad thing. It's never a bad thing when your team reflects the community. Um. Yeah. What was the uh, last guy, Norm? No name in Nova Scotia. Mm. Hey, guys. Uh, just kind of a beginner baseball question. Why is it that the first
4: baseman needs to know what pitches are being called, or even why do the infielders want to know what's being called, and how does that all kind of tie in with the strategy, or even with the the new pitch comm, and how sometimes the infielders also have that on? Thanks.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. i. I th- I th- I think a lot of that's to each his own. You know, you want to get the best first move you can get that's pr- tr- to get to the baseball. It'd be that.
1: particularly important for middle infielders, wouldn't
2: it? Uh, yeah, first baseman, right, left, he's up. You want to know if a guy, yeah. you know, you throw him a breaking ball, right. should you be protecting the line a bit, a little bit more? It's that you know you're you're sort of leaning towards the line on the ball that you may think he he'll get a little out and around. He'll hit that ball first move. It's important. My momentum's already headed that way because I know it's coming. It's a big deal, right? It'll help you. It's sort of like banging that dress can in Houston. Mm-hmm. You know what's a coming. You can get that foot down a little sooner. Get the barrel out in front. It helps you a little bit. So, yeah, I think it's, again, I, I'm sure not everybody wants that. But if you can if you can wear it, why not?
1: Hey, we haven't had a chance to to uh, talk about this. It's a good
2: question. What was your reaction?
1: Is Sean Casey getting hired as the Yankees getting? I, I
2: loved it. Actually, I called him about 15 minutes after I heard. That our producer, he called and said that Sean Casey was the new hitting coach for the... Did you ask him for a job? New York Yankees. Absolutely not. not. <laughs> I Look, I think if anybody could help this late in the season mm. to a bunch of older guys mm-hmm. to try and get the best out of them, he's very soft-spoken. Yes. He's a very good listener. He's funny. He's a funny man. He's got a f- funny. I don't care about funny. No, but I mean, when he's got a heard, good sense of humor. It's, it's, it's basically like, don't do that. Like, you know what you're doing earlier? Don't do it that way. Like, that's funny. Okay. Like it's sort of, cause you got to remember the Yankees are full of old dudes yeah. who have been there and done it, but who make tons of money. You talk to them differently than you would talk to me or Dalton Varsho or Santiago Espinal. The conversations in a different manner. To have him, and actually whenever he speaks to an older guy, they can go, huh, he hit three hundred. You know why the hundred's a big deal? It's the slowest dude on earth. Every one of them hits he got were legit. He didn't get no infield singles a lot. A turtle runs faster backwards than he does. That brings some clout. I've said this to you with the Blue Jays hitting coach. Nothing against Guillermo Martinez. But when it hits the fan and your best player has not been your best hitter for Um, over a month at a time, whatever you're saying, you ain't saying it the right way. And that's where that been there, done it before. There's no computer that you can go to that goes and makes that human that can go and say that because that computer's never been there and done it before. You need that guy that you can walk up to and go, when you were 0 for 20 and couldn't drive a run in because you shouldn't have been hitting cleanup, how did you have your at-bat? I don't like the elevated fastball what did you do? You were left-handed just like I was. How did you go about that? How should I go about it? Can I do something my lower half? Can I stand taller? Can I put my hands higher? Would that help? Help me. And whenever he speaks, you're going to listen because he's actually done it before. That's the first thing. I was on the phone and he cried. He He was happy. Like he was a happy cry, but he was pumped up that he was a part of that and he could actually go and try and be you're a part of something. You surprised that he wants to
1: get back into that.
2: Absolutely not. Or he wants to get I, into that. I pardon was, me. I, there was a spring training ago that I thought he should have been really good for the Jays. Well, there was a rumor that he was manager.
1: Yeah, that he I, was. I, I, that he was going to have have a shot here. I mean, at one point, at one point, did he, Was he not a guest instructor in, in spring training with the Jays or something like that? Because there is obviously that pre-existing relationship yeah, with yeah, Mark yeah. and Ross. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, there was a lot of scuttlebutt that he was going to end up as 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 part of this part of this coaching staff. Absolutely. And I, I, I I don't know if maybe I mean if you, if the Yankees call, you've almost got a you almost got to yeah, say yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, see, see see with Sean Casey for me anyway. His talents would be wasted as a manager. Like he he knows because I've had in depth conversations with him about hitting, what it takes, how you go about it, how you'd hit in 2023, how you would, it, it's different hitting than it was in 2001. Like it's totally different. Like there, it's night and day difference. You have to have a guy that knows how to talk that way.
1: We won't be able to have him on as a guest anymore. That kind of annoys
2: me. Maybe that's why we've tried and he hasn't returned phone calls.
1: <clears throat> he knew. He knew. 707 is the first pitch tonight. The Jays and the Diamondbacks, the first of three games on SportsNet 590, the Fan and SportsNet. A reminder if you're listening to us via podcast, please leave a rating and a review. Say nice things about Barker. We'll be around for Blue Jays talk following tonight's game. Enjoy the baseball. Have a great weekend.